Hey, everybody, so cross your arms and start falling backwards. Today, we're going to talk about trust. That's on this episode of the Broken Salespeople podcast. Hey, Broken Salespeople, welcome to the workshop. My name is Red Staffstrom, and today we are here to help you fix your broken sales skills. So I've been hearing recently, I saw somebody post something about trusts the other day. And when I saw it, I realized it's a really underexplained topic. Um, a couple of days ago, about two weeks ago, probably now, um, I posted something on TikTok about value. And how we keep getting told you need to add value, you need to add value, but we're never told how to actually do that. Um, it's kind of become these, this cliche, this button that you could pl uh, press anytime you want to that, hey, this will solve all your problems. Okay, yeah, it will, but only if you know how to do it. So today I want to talk about building trust because we are all told you need to build better relationships. You need to build trust, but we aren't told how to do it. And it's frustrating to me um, because, yeah, it's easy to say. It's easy to say, well, you need to build better relationships. But if you don't know how to do that, all you're going to do is make a bunch of small talk and never move a situation forward. Um, it's going to get frustrating pretty quickly. So instead, what I'm going to do today is break down what trust is, how to build it within clients, and then how to build it within your team if you're a sales manager. So first things first, what is trust? Uh, one of my favorite definitions comes from Stephen Covey, uh, the, the son of Stephen Covey, who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, one of the most popular books of all time. Um, his son was the clean and green teenager from the book, if you've actually read Seven Habits. In the, his book, uh, The Speed of Trust, he breaks it down, breaks trust down to two things. And once you identify these, it becomes much easier to start building trust. All trust comes from character and competency, character and competency. Um, you need to show that you have the right character, that you have the right values, that you align with one another. And you need to show that you're competent, that you're able to actually execute on what you said you would. Um, you need to show both. So I'll show you an example of one without the other. Um, so for character, the person I am going to mention is a personal one. Um, it's my younger brother um, who sadly passed away in November of 2020. Um, me and him were really close. Uh, we were, he was my only brother. I understood him perfectly. Um, he was not a bullshit or whatsoever. He completely said exactly what he meant every single time. He did not tiptoe through the tulips, was one of the funniest people I knew. And I knew if I called him, he would be there. Um, but that doesn't mean he was great at everything. Even though I trusted him in, in so many ways, there were certain things I wouldn't trust him with. Um, he was extremely funny, but he wasn't a public speaker. He, he got anxious with that. So I wouldn't trust him to hop on stage, even if, even though he was probably one of the funniest people I ever met. Really dark sense of humor, like really German-Irish sense of humor. Uh, let's put it that way. Um, 
I also wouldn't have trusted him with my daughter uh, because my daughter not you're you're sick in the head if you think that you're absolutely wrong. He wasn't that kind of uncle. Um, but what I mean is he wasn't the kids type. Um, that wasn't how he was. He never really interacted with kids that way. Um, it just wasn't a competency he had. Um, as much as he loved my daughter and was the godson to a uh, godfather to my daughter, he, he wasn't somebody who I expected to babysit when she was 12 months old, 18 months old, because that wasn't a skill set he had. He had the character that I absolutely trusted, but he didn't have the competency to watch her. Now, if I were to ask him about computers, um, if I were to ask him about video games, about movies, about so many different opinions, about writing, um, all of these different things, I knew he had those competencies. And he had the character, so I trusted him in those areas, but I wouldn't trust him to replace a transmission. Um, you probably have family members like that. You trust their character implicitly, but you know there are certain things they aren't great at doing. Uh, my mother-in-law is one of the kindest, most helpful people that I know, but she doesn't know how to send an email. She has the character, but doesn't always have the competency. For the other side of the coin, um, this person I'm going to say, this is my own personal opinion, and I want to color it that way off the off the rip, um, and it's based on his reality show. Um, so I don't know how true it is to real life. So I want to start that. Um, the person who I see is competent, but not character, and I use that in a slightly different way, is Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, Mr. Wonderful. Um, he is extremely competent at what he does. He is good at what he does. He has built a lot of businesses. He has made a lot of money. He is extremely successful. He is completely competent. But I don't necessarily trust his character. And I don't mean that as if he's a bad person. It's that me and him have very different values. Um, he values money, which, understandable, he is the prototypical capitalist in so many ways. But I see some of the deals he creates and how lopsided they are. And I have to think that me and him wouldn't get along. Um, I trust that he's competent. I trust that he is very good at what he does. But I don't have that character trust. I don't think me and him align on a values perspective. Now, let me say once again, this is a reality show. There are writers on reality shows. What I am seeing is literally scripted in many cases. Um, I, It's all his character. How much of that character is him? How much of it is written by script writers in, that are employed by Mark Burnett? I don't know. But given his persona there, I trust his competency, but I don't necessarily trust his character. Personal opinion, obviously. So those are the two different ends of the spectrum. You could have character without competency. You could have competency without character. And in neither case is something that you should trust that person in. Um, I have people on LinkedIn. I talk to a lot. I absolutely believe in their character, but I know they aren't great at everything. Uh, I know people who are great at SEO. I wouldn't trust them as a mechanic. You need both. You need the character and competency. 
So how do you become trustworthy? Um, one is actually knowing what your character is. And I'm sorry if you're in your early 20s, it's a lot tougher now than it will be later. Uh, as you're growing up, you start to learn what you value more and more. It, it starts coming out the more you talk about these things. Um, you start challenging yourself. You start seeing yourself in more difficult positions, and your character comes out more as you grow older. But for right now, it's great to find four or five things that you absolutely wholeheartedly believe in um, and put those down and start creating and start talking about things that you value um, and actually talk about them when you see those topics come up. Uh, for me, I am a big I highly value emotional intelligence. I highly value, highly value uh, diversity, inclusion, and I take the opportunities that I see to talk about these things. When I see toxic work environments, I call them out because it's against my values. Um, when I see positive emotionally intelligent behavior, I call that out too and give it that round of applause it deserves. Um, likewise, when I see people hurting minorities or disrespecting certain viewpoints or not having the conversation the right way, I call that out too. Um, this doesn't mean that you have to be uber political. It doesn't mean that you have to stand on a soapbox all the time. But when you see the most blatant examples, whether towards the positive or towards the negative, don't be afraid, afraid to see something about it because it shows your character. And by building that character, by showing you have that character, it creates that one half of trust. Now on the competency side, um, that's kind of what this whole podcast is about, <laughs> uh, making you more confident, more competent at sales. But a big part of that is working for the right company as well, too, whether it's your own or somebody else's. You need to make sure that the company you're working for has the ability to solve the problem that they say they can solve. You need to make sure you're working for a company that can solve the problem they say that they solve. Pretty simple. I've talked about it a number of times. It's pretty much a tagline of mine. Until you can solve a problem, you have no right to ask for a sale. If you have no ability to solve a problem, you have no right to ask for the sale. So you need to have that competency in order to make any sales. Otherwise, you can't earn trust because if you have the right character, but you don't have the competency, you have no trust. Now, what about if you are a manager, a business owner? How do you build trust within your people? Um, one of the best explanations, best suggestions I can tell you is to give them trust. Assume they are trustworthy. Give them the benefit of the doubt from day one. Um, micromanaging is a trust killer. Micromanagement is a trust killer. And I say that because if you show you do not trust that person, if you show that you are skeptical of them, they will not perform for you because they think you don't trust them to begin with. By offering the trust, offering them to work from home when they need to, um, it gives them much more incentive to perform for you. Once you give that trust, you get that trust back. Um, the more you can offer those kinds of, hey, I'm not going to check the clock. When did you show up? When did you leave? When did you go up, go out for lunch? Um, okay, well, you're, 
you have a half hour lunch and it's 31 minutes. Like the more you do that kind of micromanaging behavior, the more you show that you don't trust them. Let them show you that they're doing the right thing. Let them show you that they have the right goals. They have the right character. And they will more often than not surprise you to the upside. Will there be people who take advantage? Yeah, there probably will. But once you set clear goals and you know what they're looking for and you tell them what you expect them to be competent in, their character will show through. Um, But always be the first person to offer that trust. And you'll usually get it back. Um, With that said, too, from a ground-level sales perspective, trust that your client is telling the truth. Um, I've heard that phrase a lot, that buyers are liars. By having that mistrust in between you and your client from the very beginning and having that phrase, buyers are liars, buyers are liars, buyers are liars, bouncing around in your head, you're the one killing trust. Because you can't fully trust them, so they aren't going to fully trust you. When they say they need to talk to their wife, believe them. Um, Give them the tools to have that conversation, but believe them when they say those kinds of things. Don't take it as a lie automatically. Um, Give them that trust, and they will trust you back. Um, You have to assume trust from the beginning, otherwise you won't get it in return. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, I think this is episode like 65 or so now. We're really chugging along. I've uh, really cranked up my output on podcasts lately. Um, I really want to hit that 100 mark pretty soon. So we're getting there. We're getting there pretty quickly. If you guys have any specific topics, any specific comments that you'd like to reach out, my email is red at brokensalespeople.com. Feel free to reach out. Please subscribe, review, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I love to have you guys uh, uh, have that conversation going both ways. Um, Also, keep an eye out. Pretty soon, I am going to be creating and selling my sales for introverts sales course. Um, It's going to be a ton of information really geared towards the emotional intelligence, um, the emotional well-being of introverts, and focusing on the strengths that they really have, talking about the history of it, the their strengths, the techniques, the whole nine that introverts need to know as they get into and as they want to progress in the sales field. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, Can't wait until next time. Um, Once again, this has been Red Stavstrom, the Broken Salespeople podcast. And until next time, go fix yourself. 